بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولاهما بعد. Today, inshallah, we will talk about another characteristic of the believer, and that is the characteristic of حياء or modesty and bashfulness and shyness. The believer is characterized with حياء. You do not have iman without حياء. Allah subhanahu wa taala describes a beautiful incident in the Quran. And this is the incident of Musa alayhi salam when he is fleeing from Fir'aun and he goes to the land of Midian. And over there, as you remember from the Quran, two ladies come and he helps them out. The ladies go back, they tell their father what happened. The father sends one of them to bring Musa back. The one that he sends eventually will become the wife of Musa. How does Allah describe this lady? Right now she's not the wife, she will become the wife. Allah describes the wife by praising her in the Quran. فَجَاءَتُ إِحْدَاهُمَا تَمْشِي عَلَى One of these ladies came to him walking with bashfulness. Allah praised her in the Qur'an by describing even her walk as a walk of haya. And it was this characteristic that caused Musa السلام, to eventually then end up marrying her. The wives of the prophets are all characterized with haya, as are even the prophets of Allah. And the Prophet ﷺ himself said in the famous hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, Iman consists of 70 plus branches. The highest is La ilaha illallah. The lowest is to remove something of harm from the pathway. And Haya is one of the branches of Iman. Out of all of the 70, he mentioned the highest and lowest. And then he emphasized one. One that you should all be aware of. Haya is of the branches of Iman. So you do not have Iman if you do not have Haya. And Haya is a fruit of Iman. Once the Prophet ﷺ passed by a person, Hadith is Sahih Muslim, who was making fun of his friend, you're too bashful, you're too shy, you have too much Haya. And the Prophet ﷺ said, let him be. فَإِنَّ الْحَيَاءَ لَا يَأْتِي إِلَّا بِخَيْرٍ Modesty, bashfulness, is only going to increase a person in good. There's no such thing as being too bashful. It's good to have haya. It's good to have this modesty, this shyness. Now, what is this shy, shyness? What haya are we talking about? Haya is the characteristic that causes a person to make sure that he or she does not do something that others will criticize him for. The person covers up his faults and even his awrat, the physical awrat and also the spiritual characteristics that are awrat. The person is conscious that I don't want to do something that will bring about criticism. So haya is an internal characteristic that puts you in checks and balances. It prevents you from doing something that will cause greater disaster or criticism or any exposure to your own weaknesses or to your own awrat. And that's why our Prophet ﷺ said, of the earliest of the, the, the aphorisms, the statements that the people have heard from the beginning of the Prophets is, إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحِي فَاصْنَعْ مَا شِئْتَ If you have no haya, then do as you please. Meaning, the last checks and balance is haya. If you have no haya, then nothing will stop you from doing every sin in the book. If you have no conscience, if you have no bashfulness, no modesty, no internal conscience, that's what haya is over here. If you have no haya, 
then what's going to stop you? Do as you please, nothing is going to stop you in this case. And that's why this is put in this hadith here, that the last barrier between you and the sin is haya. If that is not there, then there is no barrier left. Now this characteristic, dear brothers and sisters, is one that is frankly difficult to talk about in our times. Why? Because we live at a time when haya is almost gone. We live at a time when haya has become something that people mock. People make fun of. If you are bashful, if you are modest, if you are keeping to your morality, people make fun of you. Our high school students have to face this reality that when they're acting morally upright, when they're keeping within the bounds of the sharia and 90% of the people are not, they are the ones that are made fun of. So the tables have turned, brothers and sisters. And this is why it is so important that we Muslims maintain our haya. Dear parents, those of you, now all of you who are parents, they realize this, how quickly haya has changed, how quickly haya has gone. I was growing up in the 80s, you know, I'm of the age I grew up in the 80s. I remember clearly my parents would criticize the television I used to see in the 80s, right? I swear to you, when I see that television compared to what my kids are seeing, I don't even understand what they found problematic in the 80s. Like, I don't even understand what is there compared to what we are seeing now on public, on social media. There is no concept of haya. La hawla wa la quwata la billah. In one generation, what has changed in our own publicity? You cannot even protect your children, even if you wanted to. When you're driving down the road, there's things there. Everywhere there's images and there's things that are not appropriate. You cannot even protect if you wanted to. And by the way, it's not just over here. Anybody who starts daydreaming about another land overseas, the, the, the internet has made the world a global village. Doesn't matter where you are, unless you go to an island and you cut off from society, in which case, how are you going to live? La, we are living in Akhiru Zaman, the fact of the matter. We're living at a time where Haya is gone around the world. So we have to face this reality. And dear Muslims, I say this bluntly and loudly and clearly. We are the last civilization on earth that is maintaining Haya and morality. If we are going to fail in our commitment to Haya, then who is going to live up to it? Everybody has abandoned it. Mainstream other faiths, Christianity and Judaism, mainstream, there's still pockets amongst them. Mainstream amongst them have also changed in this regard. We are the last large civilization on earth that is maintaining the, uh, the reality of haya. If we are going to give this up, and if we're going to change, then la hawla billah, we have failed in the mission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, because everybody has changed around us, it becomes even more imperative that when it comes to this issue, we the parents maintain haya in our own families. Our children have to see the reality of what haya is. Our children have to see it in our own akhlaq, in our own interactions. They have to be taught it through the seerah, through the lives of the righteous before us. They need to live the reality of haya so that when they see on the outside what is happening, they have something to compare it to. Also, dear Muslims, realize this as well. You know, people that are not Muslims can do as they please. But deep down inside, if they have a true conscience and faith, even they know right from wrong. Even they have something inside of them, the pure amongst them, that when they see purity, they recognize it. And therefore, listen to me carefully, one of the easiest ways to do da'wah is by maintaining our values of haya. 
One of the easiest ways to show the reality of our faith to our fellow non-Muslim neighbors and relatives and, 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 and colleagues around us is to live the reality of modesty and of gender interactions and even of gender and gender roles. We live this reality in our lives because they can mock and laugh as much as they want. But after the laughing is over, deep down inside, many amongst them realize that too much has happened. I don't want to go too much. Time is limited here. But I need to just say one quick thing. We are undergoing right now, we meaning Western civilization, a crisis and a catastrophe, the likes of which our anthropologists and our psychiatrists are still not fully understanding why and how. The breakdown of marriage, the breakdown of sanity, the rise of depression and suicide, the, the lowering of even birth rates. Do you know there is a crisis around the Western world of birth rates? The number of children being born is at an all-time low, even though you would think because of promiscuity it wouldn't be. On the contrary, they've already gone beyond or below what is normal. They're on the, 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 the downside. And of course, we know why, and that is because they have tinkered with haya. They have bihaya, bisharam, as we say. They have no haya. Promiscuity is everywhere. The images, the free for all, the one night stands. I don't want to go too much. You get my point. When you break down this barrier, society will suffer and they are seeing the repercussions and they don't know what to do about it. So many anthropologists, psychiatrists, scientists are talking about the, uh, uh, the upcoming wave, the, the catastrophe of the suicide and of the depression and of the breakdown of the family. There are many, many reasons, but I would say humbly, number one reason we have broken down haya, we've broken down the family. So if they have done that, we cannot allow that to affect us. We have to maintain in our personal lives, in our family lives. We have to teach our children the reality of what it means to be modest, the reality of interactions with others. Now, how do we do this again? Much can be said. Number one, number one, demonstrate in your interactions with the opposite gender the akhlaq of the mu'min, the akhlaq of the Muslim. Do not flirt around. Do not speak in an indecent manner. Lower the gaze. Ghaddul basar. This is of the etiquettes of the believer. Speak in a manner that is demonstrative of you following the sunnah of the Prophet even if everybody has forgotten it, you don't forget it and you will impact people. Wallahi, I know of a person, I know this lady that she converted to Islam because she would dress the way that everybody dresses, people would flirt with her, stare at her. One man would not do that. He would lower his gaze, speak with her in a decent manner and she was like, what is wrong with you? Am I not attractive? Can't you see, you know, whatever I have? He said, no, I'm a Muslim and my religion teaches me to lower the gaze and to interact with uh, women in a decent, dignified manner. This sparked in her a curiosity that ended up to her converting Islam and studying Islam full-time. I know this lady myself. So understand this point. When you interact with haya, people of haya will be impressed with this. So point number one, interact with people of the opposite gender with haya. Point number two, be careful as well in the wordings and what you say, and the, uh, the, the, the nobility of speech. Don't be crude. Don't use swear words. It's not of the sunnah. It's not even of the Quran. When Allah speaks about things that are explicit, look at the wording. When you come from the restroom. Allah didn't say what happens there. Do wudu when you come from the restroom. Allah says, when you touch your wives. Look at how Allah is speaking. It's not touching the wife. We know what is meant. But when you don't need to, then don't say something in an explicit manner. This is of the haya. A lady came to the Prophet ﷺ and said, Oh Messenger Allah, how do I do uh, ghusl? You know, after I have done the menses. How does the uh, ghusl? So he told her what to 
do? And there was a phrase in there. He said, then take a cotton and follow the blood. She said, what do you mean follow the blood? The Prophet became bashful. Subhanallah, follow the blood. And he didn't say anything more. Aisha pulled the lady aside. She said, she, he meant that wa wash your private organ. He couldn't say that in front of the lady. This is haya. Subhanallah, just wash it. He didn't want to be verbal about this. This is where haya comes in. The haya of even when you have to say this word, use in a generic manner. I say to the younger generation, oh college students, it is not cool to use foul language, to be vulgar, to be crude, to say things in an explicit manner. This is not from our akhlaq. This is not from the akhlaq of the prophets. So number two is your wordings. Number three, and it needs to be said no matter how problematic people find this, but of haya is also how you dress. How you dress is of haya. Yes, it's not the only thing of haya. And yes, both genders, we say this. But still, when all is said and done, it will not change the reality. A part of haya is how you dress. And men and women have specific guidelines about what they should cover and how they should cover. And this is something that is explicit in the Quran. Ya bani Adama, qad anzalna alaykum libasan. O children of Adam, I have sent down to you clothes. Allah has sent it down. Allah gifted us with clothes. We are the only creation of Allah that has clothes. And Allah has gifted us with clothes. It is not cool to discard our clothes. It is a lack of haya. It is a last barrier of haya. So men and women, and especially our sisters, because Allah has blessed you with what he has not blessed us with. Allah has blessed you with power over men. Allah has blessed you with what he has not blessed us with. You have what we do not have. And you have the power to do what we do not have the power to do. So with that power comes privilege. With that power comes responsibility. And of that responsibility is you dress in a modest manner. And yes, men as well, we dress in a modest manner. So these are of the mechanisms of haya. Final point, don't confuse haya with all types of shyness and embarrassment. No, haya that is encouraged is the shyness to commit a sin. That's haya that is encouraged. As for to be shy of your faith, yesterday we said what? Izza is in Islam. There is no haya. This is a misunderstanding. You're not embarrassed of your religion. That's not haya. Haya to speak the truth? No, there is no haya. You speak the truth when you need to speak the truth. Haya in seeking knowledge? No. If you have to ask an explicit question, then yes, we have plenty of evidences. The Sahaba would ask very explicit questions. When you go to a fatwa, you go to a court of law, you have to be explicit. Of course, you're explicit there. So don't use those exceptions and make it larger than it is. Small exceptions. The general rule, with this I conclude, hadith is is in Sunan al-Nisa'i, the Prophet ﷺ said, beautiful hadith, memorize it, every religion has one defining characteristic. And the defining characteristic of Islam is al-haya. That is our defining characteristic. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with haya. And inshallah we'll continue tomorrow. So. وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر 
يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكملوا العدة ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون